Hello and welcome to Coffee and Confidence. Today I'm talking about trying hard or hardly trying. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic today is because um, I've had some conversations this week and, you know, I've been contemplating it as well on how you can decide if the person that you're dating, and I say this dating because this is, you know, there's a lot of questions in dating. Um, if the person is really trying hard to, you know, put forth their best effort or they're not really trying. Um, and it is confusing for women, uh, because we are, um, especially if you've gone through separation and divorce, you might have had many, many years since the last time you were dating. And so you kind of forgot what that was like. And these days, you know, men are told to behave differently and to um, sort of navigate the relationship differently. And so, you know, the rules are kind of confusing for both both sides. And so it's hard for a woman to to really understand and discern, you know, is he is he really trying? Is he, you know, is he trying to make a good impression? Is he doing everything he could possibly do? Um or is life just too messy and, you know, it's kind of out of his hands. So the reason why I want to bring this up is um, in a broad general example, when you are divorced and you're trying to date again, chances are you're probably going to date somebody else who's divorced. Um, you know, the, the, the probability is just so much higher. Um, and that can work for your to your advantage because you... Uh, you know, you want to date somebody who understands, you know, what's going on and been there, done that. And, um, you know, you've exchanged war stories from your divorce and, um, and hopefully both sides are doing what they can to work on themselves and repair and heal and, um, overcome past challenges and all of that. And they don't want to bring that garbage into the new relationship. So hopefully, um, you're doing your part and your partner is, is doing their part to, recover and become a healthy whole person again. But there are some challenges with dating somebody who is divorced or going through separation. Um, I typically do not recommend that people um, actively try to have a relationship um, when they are going through separation or when you're divorced and the other person is going through separation. And the reason why is because life is just way too messy and way too consuming when you're going through a separation and divorce. There are just so many variables and it's really hard um, to you know, focus on something that's new and needs a lot of nurturing um, when the other person is just, they've got too much going on. Not only that, but you also end up with the issue that, you know, that person might need a root a rebound or two, meaning, you know, they need sex for the sake of having sex, or they need somebody just to be able to talk to and support them. And, and they need like a best friend more than it, they need it, you know, a romantic partner. Um, so they need other things and a relationship to want a relationship means a lot of other things, right? And it also implies that you want a future with this person um, or you want to see if there is a future with this person. So when you're going through divorce, uh, separation and divorce, 
people aren't in the right mindset for that. And that's totally fine. So I will typically caution somebody who says, you know, well, you know, they're going through separation and divorce. Okay, tread carefully. Um, Not to say you can't, but don't be surprised if you get hurt. Because it happens more than you would realize. So when somebody is, you know, when two people are divorced, okay, you've got kids and different schedules, you've got work schedules, you've got, um, uh, you know, just lifestyle things, the kids have hobbies. And um, sometimes your ex might flake on the the visitation schedule. And so when you thought you're going to be available this weekend, all of a sudden, the kids are back on, you know, in your house. And, and so sometimes there's a lot of adjustment that needs to be made. And both sides really have to be pretty understanding and accommodating. That can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing, a negative thing. So how much is is enough, right? So for example, if you don't have divorce or separation or anything else, you don't have kids in the scenario, and you were just talking about a single man and a single woman, and um, you know, they're gonna start dating regardless of how old they are, but that, you know, neither one of them has any baggage or any other um, variables that they need to worry about. Okay. Well, as a female, I might expect that he or, or anticipate that he, you know, would um, contact me or communicate with me in, in, you know, some way that we could plan for the weekend or a Friday night or Saturday or, or whenever, you know, now these days it's COVID. So all rules are bets are off, but um, and so I could anticipate that. Where are we going to go? What am I going to wear? Is he going to pick me up? Are we going to meet? If he, you know, it, it doesn't always happen these days, but you know, back in the day, <laughs> the guy would actually make a point to come and pick you up for the date. He would bring flowers or he would, you know, a little token, a little gesture, one rose, something, right? Especially if it was the beginning, you wanted to make a good impression. People don't often do that anymore, right? And so, or there's not the occasion to do it or, well, we're going to meet at the restaurant. So I didn't think to get her anything, you know? Uh, So I couldn't really go and, you know, hold the door open for her or whatever. I mean, obviously he could at the restaurant, but you know what I mean? So there aren't those sort of, you know, detailed moments where you can start as a woman, you could say, okay, well, he's, he's really, you know, making a good impression. He's doing X, Y, Z, you know, that kind of thing. Again, also for the flip side, for the man to say, well, you know, uh, I did this and she responded this way, or she did this. That was a good sign. She's into me, you know, whatever. Things are different these days. So how do you discern between somebody who's really trying hard and, you know, to make a good impression when they don't have the opportunity? And I think that's what I'm trying to say is that sometimes you don't always have the opportunity and you're discounting that person or questioning that person and going, well, I I don't know. I don't think he's that type. I don't think he would bring me flowers. He hasn't done anything like that so far. So far, we just met up a couple times to hang out. You know, or uh, he came over to my place. You know, we just hung out and watched a movie or I went over to his place and I don't know, I don't even know what he looks like when he eats because we haven't eaten around each other yet. You know, that kind of thing. So you haven't necessarily had the opportunity to get to know each other fully or to see each other in different scenarios and, and, and to really discern, you know, is this person putting a lot of effort or not? 
So how do you how do you decide that when you've got a messy scenario? It's not easy. And it, again, you know, both sides really need to discern this. But um you know, what I would say to somebody who doesn't always have the opportunity and and sometimes, you know, people will explain and go, "Well, you know, he did this, this and that." And I might ask some questions. Well, okay, you know, why did it transpire that way? Why did it happen that way? Could he have done something else? Um, if there's an issue of communication, well, you know, I thought I was going to see him and he ended up, you know, getting busy with his kids. And so I, I was just kind of left hanging. Okay. Well, in that moment, how does he respond to you being disappointed or, or whatever? For me, when a guy, you know, sort of reaches out first when he knows that um you know it's sort of his his time to communicate or when he knows that um he he dropped the ball if he cares he will reach out and he will communicate with you right he might test the waters a little bit and see you know are you upset or are you not uh, and see how you respond you don't have to come back completely cranky and bitchy but But it's also important to, um, to you know, express yourself and to communicate and to say, you know, hey, I was looking forward to seeing you. What happened? You know, and if he comes back and says, oh, I got busy with the kids or whatever. Um, okay, well, you could have texted me or you could have told me, you know, I would understand. But if you if you would have just given me a heads up, I, I would understand. But at least I wouldn't get my hopes up or I wouldn't... Um, you know, look for you, or I wouldn't keep waiting to see if you're going to call or whatever. And how he responds to that also makes a huge difference. Does he bite your head off? Does he minimize what you're trying to say? Does he tease you? Does he make fun of you? Whatever. If he comes back and says, you know what, 100%, you're right. It was my fault. I should have communicated. You know, I'm sorry. I'm learning. You know, this is just kind of one of those things like I'm literally just trying to keep my head above water and and you know I got the kids and I got work and everything else uh, you know I'm swamped okay totally get it you know and if he says I'm sorry again he takes full responsibility for that great that allows you to move on you know and continue right so it really it depends on how he's approaching things so Yeah, yeah, maybe he's not coming and picking you up for a date. But when you do have an issue like that, how does he handle it? Does he communicate with you? Does he accept responsibility? Um, And does he allow things to just kind of move forward? Now, if he's responding that way, and he takes full responsibility, no need to beat a dead horse on it. And you just, okay, well, you know, just let me know, I would totally understand, you know, Um, but I get it, you know, whatever. And then move forward. Don't, you know, drag it out for another five, 10 minutes. Um, you know, switch to, okay, well, how was your day? You know, and see how he responds. Are you still busy? Yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm with the kids or whatever. I just, you know, wanted to reach out. Okay, great. Well, you know, if you have time later, we'll talk. We'll leave it at that. You don't have to fall all over yourself in order to accomplish something. Um, or to, to feel like you have a quality connection with somebody, but at the same time, you need to stand your ground, respect your own time and effort and energy and boundaries. And if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you, right? So for example, if, if 
you know, he's available and you're not available and you've got the kids or whatever, sometimes it's just not going to work out, right? And you try, you go, okay, well, can we do this? Can we shift that? Maybe we can get together tomorrow. No, tomorrow for me is not good. Okay. You're trying your best, right? And if you're both trying your best and you're trying to, you know, make an effort to accommodate and adjust your personal scenarios um, to accommodate and it doesn't work out, okay, it's not meant, you know, it's not meant to happen that time. You know, you'll get together another time. Um, But that's the difference between trying hard or hardly trying. If somebody is hardly trying, you won't hear from them much. They won't put forth that much effort. Or if they do reach out, they'll reach out in a time where they know you're not available. Um, Or they'll say, you know, oh, well, you know, what do you got going on tonight? Oh, well, tonight I got the kids. Oh, well, shit. Uh, I was available. I was going to see if you wanted to hang out. Well, that's short notice, right? He probably at this point knows your schedule, knows you've got the kids. Um, He wants you to drop what you've got going on to accommodate his schedule, right? Um, That's not going to fly. So that means he's not really trying, right? If you said, you know what, tonight is really not good. I've got the kids or whatever, but you know, tomorrow morning I can meet you for coffee or we can have breakfast or, you know, whatever, or go see a movie tomorrow or whatever. And he's like, oh no, tomorrow's not good. Well, what are you doing? Uh, I'm cleaning the house. Okay. Well, you can always vacuum. You know what I mean? You can always uh, load the dishwasher, but if that's the time that you, you know, you're available, can he adjust on his end? Absolutely. Does he try? That's the question, right? So trying hard or hardly trying, you can tell the difference um, if somebody's trying to, you know, adjust and accommodate. Uh, I hope this was, you know, kind of helpful in, in helping you discern the difference because I know it's it's confusing when you have a lot on your plate and he has a lot on his plate. You know, it's it's hard to to kind of test somebody and see if they're willing to put forth some effort and energy and in bending a little bit and um you know, to reach out and communicate or to be sweet and create, you know, some gestures. There are many times where, you know, a guy will say to me, yeah, I'll, you know, buy flowers and stuff like that. But I like to surprise her. Um, and I go, okay, so, you know, six months goes by. I go, did you surprise her with flowers? Oh, no. Okay, okay. So what are you just saying that just to say it or... <laughs> It does actually have to happen at some point, you know what I mean? Um, Otherwise, the gesture in your head doesn't really land. You know, some guys have said, well, you know, I used to be like that. And, you know, my last girlfriend or my ex-wife, you know, she used to get all huffy about it or she didn't want me spending money or, you know, I didn't get her the right thing or whatever. So I just don't bother anymore. No, no, no. You don't let your current person pay for the sins of the previous person. Okay. So... You know, just because, and and that's not fair for either side. And that's not fair for a guy either to be like, well, you know, I'm really trying to show her that she's beautiful and she's important to me and she's sexy and I love being around her and I have a good time with her. But she's always, you know, holding her ex's stuff over my head, you know? Well, that's not fair to him. It's not fair to the new guy, right? So, you, and so I want you to be conscious of that too, you know? try hard in your current relationship. You know, the previous person didn't try very hard. And so now you're, you're making the new guy pay for it. That's not okay. Right. So 
I hope that this was helpful in helping you discern the difference between somebody who is trying hard despite, you know, life's messy circumstances after divorce, um, you know, and, and to be understanding. And again, you know, when they when they take responsibility and they do reach out and they are trying, you know, don't kill it. You're going to ruin it and make, make it worse. Um, you know, just appreciate that they took responsibility and move on and quickly, you know, so that you can salvage the rest of that conversation or the rest of that evening or whatever. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing when both both sides really genuinely try. And um, if it's meant to be, it, it'll work out, you know, uh, maybe not today, but maybe tomorrow afternoon or whatever. But you shouldn't have to turn something on its head. You shouldn't have to, you know, bend over backwards. It shouldn't have to be that difficult, you know, and that's important to remember too. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. This was Coffee and Confidence with Bahar. Have a good one. Bye-bye.